From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Wednesday, April 14th. Visitors have flocked to Western communities during the pandemic to soak in the region's public lands. But just how many visitors? Right now, we don't have a good way to track that crucial data. The Mountain West News Bureau's Robin Vincent reports. Counting the number of toilet paper rolls replaced at pit toilets or the number of dog waste bags used at trailheads, those are some of the unscientific methods some trail managers use to count visitors. Headwaters Economics recently released a report suggesting different methods. Researcher Megan Lawson says more accurate data could mean counties receive the funding they need to offset a strain on infrastructure. Impacts on roads that don't have the carrying capacity to accommodate all the folks who are driving to trailheads. It's the strain that's been put on search and rescue groups across the West, particularly during the pandemic. The report highlights the tools that could anchor a uniform system for federal and state officials to monitor land use. Lawson says the toolbox should include things like social media tags, fitness tracking apps, cell phone data, and internet searches for trails. For the Mountain West News Bureau, I'm Robin Vincent. Members of Moms and Students Demand Action for Gun Sense in America gathered outside of Boulder's Municipal Building Monday as part of a series of nationwide actions to urge the Senate to pass legislation for more robust background checks on gun purchases. KGNU's Shannon Young has more. You guys want to sign it too? On a chilly Monday afternoon, a group of students and middle-aged mothers crowded around a small banner with a bag of markers outside of Boulder's municipal building. Today we are signing a background checks now sign that we will be sending to the Senate floor to encourage them to take action to save lives. That's Hannah Sanders, a 19-year-old student at the University of Colorado, Boulder. She's a volunteer with Students Demand Action, a group calling for reforms to lax gun laws. I come from Littleton, Colorado, so, you know, I grew up around Columbine, and that's, I actually got involved through the Columbine Moms Demand Action. And, you know, I've just had a few experiences, and it's just, the real scary part is how normal it is. You know, you just become numb, and every, every time you see there's a shooting in the news, you just have to really fight to not be numb. And I think for a lot of us in Students Demand Action, it's a place where we can meet with each other and see that we shouldn't have to feel this way. I think kids are used to feeling this way, that they that it's normal to go to school and have an active shooter drill, and that's not the normal, and um, they shouldn't have to go through that. Sanders says she was encouraged to see the executive action taken last week by President Joe Biden and hopes it can build momentum to push legislation on background checks through the Senate. The bill, H.R. 8, also known as the Bipartisan Background Checks Act of 2021, passed the House last month, not long before the mass shootings in Atlanta and Boulder. It aims to prohibit the private, unlicensed sales of firearms without background checks, thereby closing what is often known as the gun show loophole. Boulderite stay-at-home mom Mary Liz Calloway came out to support the students Monday for reasons that are as political as they are personal. I have been shaken to my core from the shooting at King Supers, um, a place where I was at about 45 minutes before the shooter showed up. And I am feeling still quite a bit of anger that um, we have created a society where we allow people 
access to um, very deadly guns immediately uh, up, you know, upon request, unless they have a felony conviction. And then they can just take it into any old supermarket and shoot it up. Um, this is a crazy state of affairs, and we don't see it in other countries, and I want it to end here. Callaway says she comes from a family full of hunters in Louisiana. While gun control can be a polarizing topic, Callaway says the issue of background checks is one upon which they can all agree. Both um, my very conservative father and my conservative uncles thinks it's an excellent idea to have background checks. And they have actually supported it for years. And these are registered active Republicans. And it's crazy that it hasn't become law. It, it, I mean, there's, it's not a political risk. Americans of all types and all localities and all political persuasions want to have background checks, universal background checks. And it's just time to make our elected representatives actually deliver it. Every Town for Gun Safety, of which students and moms demand action are a part, is organizing a series of cross-country events throughout the month, calling on the Senate to pass the measure for universal background checks. For KGNU, I'm Shannon Young in Boulder. That piece comes from our partners at KGNU. Grizzly bear populations in the Mountain West have rebounded since being listed as an endangered species about 50 years ago. To some, that means grizzlies are no longer endangered. A group of Republican senators has proposed legislation to strip federal protections. And in Montana, a bill has been proposed that loosens state protections. But as Dante Philippa Ankeny reports, Montana's bill could have an unintended consequence. Tom Kuka has been ranching on the Blackfeet Reservation for nearly 30 years. His ranch sits about 20 miles east of the Rocky Mountain front, where jagged peaks meet sprawling prairie. And Kuka, like many on the front, unwillingly shares his ranch with grizzly bears. You just got to be aware all the time. I've run into sows and cubs, but they, uh, I've, they've seen me first, I guess. But, you know, one day the, it might not be that way, I guess. Kuka worries for the safety of himself, his family, and his livelihood. He said he loses about 15 calves every year to grizzlies, a loss worth twelve dollars to $15,000. Ranchers can be compensated for their killed livestock, but only if they can prove the cause of death is a grizzly. Of the 15 calves killed, Kuka says, he typically finds only two or three carcasses. Last year, he found only one. They eat the calf up so bad that you never do find it. There were an estimated seven to 800 grizzlies in the lower 48 when the bear was listed as endangered in 1975. Now, there are almost twice that. And more than 1,000 of those grizzlies live in northwest Montana, near Kuka. He has joined a growing group of ranchers arguing that something needs to be done. And he's got an idea what. Oh, it'd be, it'd be great to hunt them, I guess, just to get the fear back into them. Uh, there's no fear in the bear at all anymore. In Montana's state Senate chamber, Republican Senator Bruce Gillespie has authored a bill that would loosen regulations around killing grizzlies in Montana. It's a message that's finding an audience during Montana's ongoing legislative session. They're a dangerous animal. They're an apex predator. It is already legal in Montana to kill a grizzly in self-defense or if the bear is in the act of killing livestock. This bill would allow a grizzly to be harmed or killed if a bear even threatens. So we need to be able to defend our lives livestock and our livelihood, our, our, our friends, our kids, our parents, whatever, uh, you know, this thing is 
totally idiotic the way it, way it is right now. Right now, under the Endangered Species Act, grizzlies can't be harmed or killed, regardless of what Montana says, because federal law supersedes state law. Gillespie knows that. But he says his bill, which is making its way through the Montana state legislature, is more of a message to federal officials. Basically, it's put pressure on them and uh, say, hey, you know, you guys back there at D.C., wake up. Um, you know, you're living where you're nice and safe, but we're not. Chris Ravine doesn't think the bill will send that intended message at the Capitol. Absolutely not. It would have the opposite effect. And Servine would know. For 35 years, he led the grizzly bear recovery effort for the Fish and Wildlife Service. For the bear to be delisted, Servine says, adequate state measures have to be in place to protect them. And if that bill is passed... It would prevent the consideration of delisting by the Fish and Wildlife Service because the state would no longer have the ability to regulate human-caused mortalities to grizzly bears. Meaning federal efforts to delist grizzlies, like the long-shot legislation just proposed in Congress, would be dead on arrival. Andrea Zaccardi is a senior attorney for the Center for Biological Diversity. She says the bill could pose another risk. Montana's bill is extremely dangerous for Montana citizens. It sends a mixed message, she says. So they might not, for example, understand that while it's decriminalized to kill a grizzly bear in Montana, they could still be federally prosecuted. Zaccardi agrees that grizzlies have made a tremendous recovery, but she believes they are not quite healthy enough to hunt. And numerous attempts to take the bear off the endangered species list in the past have all been overturned in court. Reporting from Missoula County, I'm Dante Fopla-Ankney. And that's the news for Wednesday, April 14th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.